Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. We're back for our second podcast in this series that we're doing on how God can just pop into our lives yes. suddenly mm-hmm. and how as we start a new year, it's so important for us to have that attitude, I guess, of expectancy yep. that no matter if our situations seem like they're never going to change yes. or our relationships, that the scripture is so full of examples where people were just going about their lives, probably not expecting God to do anything in their lives. And boom, these things happened. And last week we started with just an introduction and then we talked about the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to tackle a few more people. And we were chatting before this recording about the different things we each picked separately because we Mm -hmm. usually never know what the we other one is coming with. anything. Right. So it's really neat because she picked out, Luann picked out some of the more obscure mm-hmm. people that I had never really thought about yeah. in this context. So I'm anxious to see some of hers. And mine were more like the the superstars that we of hear about faith. all the time. But that's okay. Those guys were the foundation of the faith. Yeah. And they, they weren't those kind of superheroes until they had these... <laughs> bizarre encounters with God. So since it's my turn to throw out a character, (laughs) I started with Moses, because to me, his story is just so bizarre from beginning to end. The baby put in the river and adopted by Pharaoh's granddaughter or daughter, daughter. daughter? Mm -hmm. Okay. And anyway, so he lives 40 years, essentially in the palace in Egypt, even though he was a Hebrew. No, Pharaoh's wife. He's part of the family. He was part of the family, but he would be part of the family if it was his daughter or his granddaughter. Oh, that's too. true. That's true. We don't we're really not. know. <laughs> that's because we're just talking on yeah, it. Just forget this part of it. <laughs> when you so, started that, honestly, his life was up and down. Yeah. So it's broken into 40-year chunks, which is kind of cool. Yes. So yes, this first 40 years, he's living this royal life. Yes. Then he sees an Egyptian abusing a Hebrew yes. slave. He murders mm-hmm. the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. So then he runs away, and for 40 years, he's out in the desert. Then the last 40 years is when he's leading the people into the promised land. All right, so these 40-year chunks, which is interesting. Our point is that we're going to tune into Moses' life when he's hiding, and it talks about him being on the the backside of the wilderness. So this wasn't just the normal wilderness. He doesn't want to be found. (laughs) No, no, he is totally in hiding. He would be a Dateline episode at this point. (laughs) Or America's Most Wanted. Yeah, that's it. So there he is. And you know he's gone from this royal life to herding sheep. Wow. So he is out in this wilderness with his sheep. And I'm assuming it's just a normal day for Moses. And then all of a sudden, God starts talking to him out of a burning bush. That is so and good. tells him he is going to mm-hmm. set the Hebrew people free, the people that he hasn't even been around for all these years, right. 40 years. He walked away from them. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. This guy probably thought God was so through with him. If he ever thought God had a purpose for him, I don't even know like where he was in his faith during that time he was in palace, the Egyptian palace. But regardless, you know, where he was at this point was probably about as low as you can get feeling like, look what I did with my life. Mm -hmm. If he had a concept of God, which I assume he did, he would think, 
God can't use me. I'm a murderer. Yeah. I'm a fugitive. Look what I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm a loser. Right. Mm-hmm. I went from having this place where I could have been an influencer yeah. <laughs> to a shepherd. Yeah. You know what? I want to know what, what he was doing in those 40 years. Seriously, because we know what David was doing in the field when he was a shepherd. He was worshiping the Lord. We don't hear one thing about what I know. Moses was doing in those days. He had married, We know he has a family. He had married the daughter of yeah. a pagan yes. priest guy. So we know that. Right. But we know nothing. Mm-mm, about where he was spiritually. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But after God spoke to him out of that bush, he... <laughs> His obedience he, rose up. He, yeah, he, he got <laughs> spiritual in a hurry. <laughs> so, and it's interesting because of that description of him being on the back side of the yes, wilderness. That's good. And I'm sure that there good. are times when we've all felt like that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Like God's never going to use me or God's never going to change this thing. I've just messed up too bad. Yes. But the verse that I read last episode from Isaiah 43, that where God says, I will even make a roadway in the wilderness. Yes. That's what he did for Moses. Mm-hmm. That's good. What a roadway he made too. <laughs> Not that the next 40 years of Moses' life were exactly a piece of cake. <laughs> as no. far as that goes, he might have wished many times, man, and can I go back to the backside of the wilderness <laughs> yeah. with my sheep? You know what? I was just thinking maybe God was having him rest because he knew what those next 40 years were going to be. Maybe so. Because they were literally a challenge. Oh, yeah. Yes, dealing with those uh, (laughs) sheep would have been really a lot easier than dealing with (laughs) those ungrateful Israelites (laughs) grumbling who really wanted to kill him half the time. And then his relationship with the Lord was skyrocketed. And then he had to believe the Lord too when he saw all those plagues going on and thinking, oh my gosh, hopefully we're going to get saved too here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, and it got to where when he would meet with God when they were in this exodus, in the tabernacle, and it says that God spoke to Moses like a friend. Yes. Face to face, like yes. a friend. Yes. So obviously, Moses, like you said, had just skyrocketed in his relationship yeah. with God and his faith. So, yeah. yeah. And we look at that and we think, well, yeah, that's Moses. It's, <laughs> it's not me here in Podunk, South Carolina, or <laughs> wherever you are. But yeah. the principle is the same. Very much so. Moses didn't do anything to earn that mm-hmm. kind of an assignment or a calling or relationship with God. Nope. You know, I've been doing a study on God's no respecter of persons. Mm. So he's not like he's picking people because you did something wonderful. Right. Literally, he's picking people who are just walking their life and just their life is not the best all the time. Don't you think, though, that he does see, of course, he's God. He can see the future. He can see our choices. He sees all these Mm -hmm. things. But I also think that he sees our hearts, that Second Chronicles verse that I mentioned in almost every episode now, yes. Second Chronicles oh, 69, yeah. the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro yes. throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose hearts, hearts are completely maybe. his. That's good. Yes. Yeah. So I do think that he he's looking for people. Yes. And he can see and know that even with the failings and the shortcomings mm-hmm. that Moses had, David had, yes. all these guys right. had and women he knows that there's something in them. No. He knows he can trust them. I was just going to say, I feel like he knows who he can trust. Yeah. So we want to be those kind of people yeah. because that will certainly increase the chances that mm-hmm. we're going to see God do major things yes. in our lives. I think, you know, I'm just thinking of this right now. Sometimes when we talk about people, if we gossip about people, I think that would hold us back 
at times for God to be able to use us. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I just came to mind while I'm talking. If he's no respecter of persons, but what is he needs to shave off of our character to bring us to where he wants to truly oh. use us in a place? Yeah. So I'm just brought that up. I don't even know why. If we're somebody that talks and can't be trusted with things being spoken, then how because he trusts you with big things. You know, he always says, if I give mm. you something little so I can trust you with something big. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to watch how you do something and something small. And then if I can trust you in the small things, I can give you much. Oh, that's good. These people, you know, we, we only see them in the scriptures because it was written when it was. And I think that some of us could I'm not say myself, I'm thinking many people could be in a new Bible, so to speak, <sighs> if they were walking those things out and being those kind of people that God can trust. Yeah. Because he would trust you with small things. He said, I can give you much. And I remember uh, before I became a teacher, I was a a big sister to a little girl. Mm -hmm. Did I say that before? Mm -hmm. Did I ever mention that? To a little girl who was, her mom had just died of breast cancer. Father was still quite young. I guess he was in his late 30s, early 40s. The young girl was 10 Mm -hmm. and I became her big sister. Mm -hmm. I did that for a year for her. And I heard the Lord say to me, I've trusted you with a small thing. I'm going to give you much. And then all of a sudden, Greater Works Academy came into play. Mm. And now I had hundreds of kids. So it went from this one person that he was trusting me with to just walk her along. She was missing her mom uh-huh. and all of that. But I was just taking her out. We go have fun. God was very faithful. He said, I trust you in small things. I will give you much. Mm. And that came right along. I like what you said about what does he have to shave off of yes. our character or our mm-hmm. lives? So last week we talked about how some of the people that we're going to mention here really weren't expecting God to do anything. Probably no. like Moses. Yes. They were just doing their lives, doing yes. the next mundane, normal thing. Some people that we may talk about pressed in because oh, yeah. they mm-hmm. purposely wanted to pursue mm-hmm. Jesus in mm-hmm. particular. Yes. Like, the woman with the issue of blood is one that I thought of, that she had to take steps of obedience yes. to have that encounter with God that That's changed exactly right. everything, everything in her life. That's right. But what you're saying is also almost a third category and an important one, that sometimes if we want God to really change things, then there are character issues there, yes. like you said, mm-hmm. that we need to be trustworthy in. Yes. We need to not just roll our eyes at those small opportunities Correct. or things that we feel like are obedience issues, Mm -hmm. because that may be the thing that opens the the dam. That's right. That's exactly right. And I think, I do know that in these these years I've been here in South Carolina, it's been five years, I I heard the Lord say before I came, this is about your character. It's mm-hmm. not about other things I'm doing. He's been shaving since I got, <laughs> since I got She's here. She's clean shaven. <laughs> That's smooth. So, <laughs> so I get that. And, and I can even say when I was with that young girl, I never thought, yeah. ever, I never had a thought that I would be going into yeah. a high school, into a, a Christian school. I just remember one afternoon standing on a street corner after I just was at an interview somewhere else. I said, Lord... I know I'm supposed to be working with young people, but I have no clue what that looks like. And I was just about ready to take this other job. Mm-hmm. And I got home, someone had called on the phone and said, can you come in for an interview? Out of yeah. the clear blue. You know, talking about the big sister kind of thing, Joe and I both did that too before we had kids. And 
It was the same kind of thing. I just felt sorry for, for oh, the kids. Sure. And then I never thought that would lead to being a youth director at a church. Oh, it, it just is, built. It is a principle, mm-hmm. I think, in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like, in some ways, he's brought me back around to where a lot of my ministry stuff is one-on-one, aside from this podcast. And it's okay. Yes. It doesn't have to be big. It's, right. it's just a matter of doing the next thing that God shows mm-hmm. you. And that, being faithful in it. Right. And embrace right. and embrace it. My hardest thing was always embracing, because you're always looking ahead. And yeah, always, okay, like Lord, this, this is just a step. This is a step, and then I'm telling you, he's just showing me so much. And you can't predict. I mean, no. that's the thing. We no. we want to. We want to no. say, well, okay, maybe if maybe if I work in the nursery a couple of Sundays, <laughs> then then it'll lead to this, yes. to this, to this, to this. No, no. I mean it's no. not scripted like no, that. It's not. When you you can see it in retrospect, like sure. we're doing yes. right now. Yes, but you can't predict it. So Correct. it doesn't matter. It comes down to just obedience is what pleases. God. Yes, it's good. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. That's a real good one. We, we keep getting off into side things, but that's okay. That's, that's, <laughs> no, how, that's we roll, how we folks. roll, folks. <laughs> All right. So who's another one that you had? Yes, actually, I have from Acts 16, 22, I have the Philippian jailer. This is when Paul and Silas were thrown in jail. First of all, they were beaten with rods. So pretty much beaten to a pulp and they get thrown in jail. And the jailer is commanded to guard them securely Mm -hmm. because they hated the fact that they were talking about Christ. And so they are in jail. And he says that this jailer puts stocks on their ankles as well. So I'm thinking they're going nowhere anyway because they've been beaten to a pulp. Then at midnight... They're worshiping. So again, that has a whole story (laughs) right there. You can preach a whole sermon on that. Yeah, we should do a thing on worship. Yeah, we could definitely do one on worship because these guys are worshiping. I can't even imagine. And a horrible, okay, they're physically in pain. I'm sure they're bleeding. Mm -hmm. Who knows what the place smells like at this time. The jails were nasty. The jails, nasty. Who knows? They had probably had to go to the bathroom. So they're sitting in this stuff. We just don't think of those things. I would have a hard time worshiping if I was even in like a Motel 6. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let alone a nasty jail. <laughs> yeah, I get I, I it. Mean, this is I real. I get it. This is real. They this really is what they're at. Choose to do that. They, they chose, chose to, to worship, mm-hmm. and they're singing and worshiping God, and that everybody can hear them. So can the jailers. Do you ever wonder what they were singing? They were worshiping the Lord. Did they? Whether have... they worshiping a song? Oh, a maybe, song? yeah. Maybe they were just praising yeah. They could have done that, or they could have just been Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They could have just doing their own thing, or they could have been using a like Luann and her DoorDash songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said you sometimes make up songs. Oh, I when... always make up songs. Yeah. But that's how I worship. <laughs> then at midnight they start praying and they're singing, and then it says suddenly. Mm. So I love that word. When I was looking up the suddenlies in scripture, there were 87 occurrences of Wow. Them. Were they always suddenly God did something? Yes. Okay. Suddenly something appeared and it was coming from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you can start circling those. Yeah. Every time you see a suddenly now, start circling them. I started circling every time you saw immediately. Mm. Like someone would say this and immediately something happened. Mm-hmm. Well, we're doing a suddenly something happens. So, okay, suddenly there's an earthquake. All the chains are falling off all these prisoners and the jailer is panicking because now he thinks everybody is run away and he knows his life is going to be required of him because he was to secure these guys. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking of taking his life, suspect he's about to do it because Paul says, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're all here. We didn't go anywhere. And then the scripture says the jailer is overwhelmed that they didn't run. Yeah. 
when they could have gotten out of there. Everybody was there. Nobody left. That's what's weird. I know. Like what kept the other ones there? I believe, okay, great question. But what first came to mind was the worship. I think they all experienced something from the Lord. And then to have the earthquake occur at that exact same time, is huge. There could have been some big honking angels standing there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't say. We don't know. But we don't know, but it doesn't (laughs) say. But yes, we know that they were freed and he was scared. He Mm -hmm. was going to kill himself. And Paul is like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. We're all here. We're all right here. Well, the jailer is so taken by that. He gets these guys out of there. I believe they go back to his home. His whole family saved. Mm -hmm. He gets saved in his whole family. So suddenly, in one shake, this man, who we don't know how cruel, was he one of the ones that was beating them? I don't know. He was the jailer. How does he treat the people in jail? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does he beat them all the time? Does he tell them they're scum of the earth all the time? All of a sudden, his whole life has changed. Yeah. Again, when he got up that morning, he didn't know his day was going to end like that. did not. (laughs) Did not. Okay, so that's that story. But what just came to mind by talking about that Mm -hmm. was what has just happened to all of us in America with the football player, Damar Hamlin. Were you going to bring him up? No. Okay. With Damar Hamlin, he's the football player, went to Pitt, plays professional football, was with the Buffalo Bills. Monday Night Football, I was watching it. He tackles somebody, which is a normal tackle. He stands up and then he just faints. He was dead on the field. They had to resuscitate him on the field. I think that's why all those men were crying so much. They knew they were using paddles on him too, Mm -hmm. trying to resuscitate him. That's why they spent nine minutes with him. And this young man is a very strong Christian. Mm -hmm. Prayer goes up over the nation. I haven't seen it like that since probably 9-11. Right. When we were all praying. Mm -hmm. And so I never saw people pray on ESPN. I never saw the commentators of ESPN praying right there on TV. Mm -hmm. You never saw people kneeling now and crying and praying out to God and praying for this man's healing and praying and praying. Within two or three days, he's talking and he's touching someone's hand. I believe we watched a miracle. I do. I believe we Mm -hmm. watched a miracle from God because there was so much prayer. The quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, was being interviewed or after their game on Sunday. The very first kickoff, the kickoff return, the Buffalo Bills were getting the ball the very first thing. The guy runs it for a touchdown. I saw that. Josh Allen said, I don't care what anybody says. That was so God. He Mm. said, I felt the presence. I felt the understanding that he was putting an exclamation point on all that we had been dealing with for the past week, thinking this young man was going to die and watching how uh, Buffalo, I forget who they were playing in Tennessee, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, both teams went to the center of the field on their knees praying before the game began. New England Patriots. Okay. And both teams before the game start in the middle of the field on their knees praying. Really? Pittsburgh was playing the Browns that day. Pittsburgh and the Browns, both teams in the middle of the field. Are you praying? Oh, man. Um, That gives me chills. Who's Lawrence, the one that played for Clemson? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville. Jacksonville and whoever they were playing in the middle of the field. Really? Praying this past Sunday. I I got chills. I did not know that. One young man's life, he'd made a comment that this is more than football. All I'm saying is there's a suddenly in our own midst that could easily be in a book somewhere. Somebody said this would be a Hollywood movie, but it sounds cheesy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way it's working out. You're right. But it's so powerful. It spoke volumes to everybody that and, was and, watching. And, you know, sports, and I heard lots of different commentators talking about this, because sports is so big it's a very in big. our culture that yes. I'm not surprised that God would want to do something suddenly like that. In front of us all. It, it, yeah, in that arena, yes. literally in that arena, yes. but just in the sports world, because that's yes. one thing that unites us. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but I'm trying no. to mix the people in the scriptures with, with what we with see, what we're watching. Right. I think that we're surrounded with stories like that, even among people we know. We just yes. don't think of it in those Correct. terms. Correct. But you're right. They could be chapters in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. These stories could be part of that. And we have stories. Yes. Every believer does if you take the time to really think. Are there times in your life when God has suddenly come in? Mm-hmm. You knew it was Him. It yes. may not be huge. Correct. But it's still God. And he rescued a situation in your family. Yeah. Or he rescued a situation for yourself. Yeah. Yes, we can we can all see that. And we have no idea. And we won't know till we get to heaven how many people, because of what just happened, had to rethink or are rethinking their salvation. That's right. And their eternity. That young man could have been gone at twenty four years of age. Yeah. And then it would have just been a huge tragedy, which yes. I mean it was it's still Correct. Not something oh, he got up hoping saying. would happen to him that day. Yeah. But it, it could have just been like the end of the story. Yeah. It's really sad. But instead, those ripples. See, I didn't know what you just shared about those other teams. Oh, yeah. They and, were all and, in the- And then what that said to all the fans that were watching yeah. them. Yes. This yes. has got a cascading effect, mm-hmm. which is the way God works. You know, we have ripples coming out from our lives. Yes. All of us do. People yes. that are watching and seeing how we respond to God, yes. what God is doing in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, it's- And I think, too, we're, we're so hungry. I feel like we say this so much for men to rise up. Mm-hmm. And how many men, we have no idea. How many of them stopped and said, I need to straighten my life out? And I wonder how many people are having thoughts like that and then trying to dismiss them out of their brain. You know what I mean? Okay. Because they don't want it to be God. But then sometimes it's just undeniable. Yes. No, I think that was undeniable. Yeah. Anyway. Very very cool. No, don't apologize. I just thought about it. But okay. Another one. So another one of the biggies that I thought of was Noah, who was trying to live righteously in the midst of a really evil Mm -hmm. culture. If we think ours has gone to pot, boy. Said all the thoughts of people's hearts were always evil. Yes. Uh, These were the people that Noah was planted in the middle of, and somehow he was righteous Mm -hmm. in the midst of that. So one day God just tells him, Okay, I want you to build this boat. Yes. And my understanding is that it had never rained. No, it did Up not. to that point, the, the earth had been watered from mm-hmm. underneath yes. springs and things like that. Yes. So the whole thing was just <laughs> bizarre. And you're thinking, okay, Noah just got up that day thinking whatever he did for a living, I don't think he was a boat builder, but it was just a normal yeah. day. And then here God speaks to him yes. in whatever that looked like. Yes. He probably had to have like a really loud, audible voice for this one. He never yeah. questioned it. Like he didn't question like, okay, what's rain? <laughs> he yeah. said, I'm going to rain upon the earth. And where okay. am I going to get all this wood? Yeah. And what in the world? It took years. How are they going to get the animals? You know, all the questions I would have, yeah. like a million questions. <laughs> okay. Can you write this down for me, God? Because I totally don't know how to build boats. <laughs> the people are going to really think I'm crazy, which they did. Yes. Obviously. But I'm just saying that Good. just going along living righteous life mm. puts us in that position where God may call us to something. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I wouldn't want that job Noah had. So I hope God doesn't ever call me to do anything (laughs) like that. But on the other hand, realizing what God did through that, I'm sure Noah is very happy that he obeyed. Oh my gosh. We're very happy he obeyed. Yes, very much so. Because you know what? I think that he also is a suddenly, Mm because God just suddenly appeared. He needed somebody found somebody righteous, just Mm -hmm. like you said. I was just reading the whole part just a couple days ago of this whole Noah story. Really? Yeah. And I just think that he was obedient, like the Lord, okay, you need to get this, you need to get this, you need to get this, Mm -hmm. and just give me all the- The the gopher barky barky? The (laughs) diameter, what do you call it? The diameters? Is that the right word? No. The diameter, oh, the (laughs) diameter of how to build this thing? Yeah. You mean how big it was supposed to be? Yeah. How big it was going to be, and you're going to do this and make sure there's one window, and he's telling them all that. How in the world did Noah- go around and get all the animals God brought them to him. And how did he feed them? He had to have enough food in there. I know. He how did he know, do that? He had to know the calculating of feeding yes. them. Yes. Plus his own family. Right. Plus I'd smelled on that boat. Yes, that. That to me. That's why God would never call me to do that. <laughs> I'd be like, you have to install the biggest air filter system in this place. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and then to think how bad the world was. But here's another part of this story that just popped into my head. What he did saved his family. Yes, it did. Our yes. family members aren't saved just because we mm-hmm. are, but they would have been lost like everybody else. Yeah. You get the feeling that probably they were they were not the righteous ones yeah. here, maybe. It doesn't say that they were, but because they were his family, they oh, got they to got go to on the boat. Oh, so that's a good idea. in yes. our own lives, mm-hmm. our own righteousness in Christ that mm-hmm. we have through faith in him and our own faithfulness is going to have ripple effects on the people that are closest to us. That's good. That is part of this whole expectancy thing. Noah didn't know before then that God was planning to really wipe out mankind. Yeah, no. Said God grieved that he had made man. Yes. I mean, that's that's a big deal. His family would have been lost. If he had not obeyed, he would have been lost too, for Mm -hmm. that matter. But again, we just don't know how important our obedience is. That's right. And how exciting. I mean, to think about all these stories, I know we're not done. (laughs) Not by a long shot. (laughs) But I know that we just want to do this to encourage everybody that we serve such a cool God. I'm going to use that word. He's just like really cool because he comes through when he knows the time is right. And when he needs something done, he calls those who are ready. Yeah. And it would have been a lot easier in the case of Noah for him to wipe out the whole world and start over again. Like we would crumple up a bad yeah. drawing that we make or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But but no, his heart is not to do that. Right. He found this one righteous guy and then suddenly changed the whole story of mankind. Yeah, he did. Well, once again, we're out of time. I know that was fast. I know. Fast. But we're going to we're going to stick with this because we feel like it's going to really encourage us and hopefully you too as we look at this new year and imagine what God may do. That's right. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.